Thanks, God. We had a couple young men that went to camp this week, and uh, so they're going to testify for us tonight because Avery's not here this morning, but he will be here tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Timothy, I hope you have your testimony all warmed up, right? <laughs> it's good to see Brother Samuel back. Did you catch any fish for us, Brother Samuel? Did you catch any fish for us? How many did you catch? Thirteen? Thirteen the first day? What kind? How big? You know, bluegill? Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you caught. <laughs> we know we have an honest man here. <laughs> if he was dishonest, he would have told me he caught a northern pike and it was uh, 60 pounds, right? <laughs> amen, amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles this morning and would like to turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 3. We will read from verse 18. I'm going to teach or preach or treach. Amen. Amen. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Heard some testimony about healing today and the doctor's going to verify it so we'll let you know as soon as we get it verified amen in Jesus name praise God for Christ also hath once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure, everybody say the like figure. The like figure of those eight souls that were saved by water, wherein too, even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. And everyone said amen at the reading of the word of the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I remember many, many years ago, how many was baptized in a horse tank? Let's just take a little census here. I was baptized in a small home mission church that had a horse tank, and uh, it didn't have a heater in it either. Yeah. I, now, this didn't happen to me specifically, but I remember the night after service that my brother was baptized. The horse tank, uh, it was a home mission church and. They were having services. We were having services in the gymnasium. We would go there and we would 
set up chairs at the local elementary school and we'd take those chairs and put them away after service and, and we did this for two years. And, uh, but the baptismal tank was always there and ready and waiting for someone to be baptized. But it was out in the attached garage at my parents' house where we lived. And it was, I believe, in January in Illinois. How many knows what the temperature gets like in January in Illinois? And the garage had no heat. And it had been cold for a few days. Uh, it had been cold enough to freeze the water in that baptismal tank. And so there was eight inches of ice. <laughs> My dad took a a sledgehammer and hit that ice and broke it up and I can remember he pulled that ice out and threw it out in the backyard and it was there until March or April. <laughs> Big old chunks of ice. But that night, I, I, if I'm, my memory serves me correct, there were six people that were baptized in Jesus' name that particular night. Amen. They were some tough cookies, I'll tell you. <laughs> They went down in Jesus' name in water that was barely above freezing. <laughs> they come up out of the water, and I remember I saw a photograph here not too long after, just recently, last year maybe it was, and, and they looked like drowned rats. I mean, <laughs> that, that, it was cold, and I think they were standing, standing in a little area that had been built, uh, that had some heat in it, but it wasn't exactly 80 degrees in there. But uh, that I'll never forget that night, seeing Dad break up that ice and throw those big chunks of ice out the back door. And then he said, who's first? <laughs> Nobody rushed the tank. <laughs> Nobody did. And finally, someone said, well, I'll go first. You know, there's always someone that'll jump in. And, and uh, so I believe as every one of those individuals received the Holy Ghost that night before they were baptized in Jesus' name. What a wonderful, wonderful experience. I was baptized in a horse tank, but I was baptized in the fall. And the water wasn't exactly hot, but it wasn't freezing either. So I think I made it. And, uh, uh, and all of you that were baptized in a horse tank know uh, e there are even more primitive conditions. I, I've been around a lot of baptisms in my time, especially overseas. And, and uh, remember one missionary, he said, now you got to make, make sure you baptize people with the current, uh, going against the current. He said, because when they, you pull them up, you want the current to help you pull up. He said, because one time I forgot the current and I baptized them and the current was so strong, it ripped them out of my hands and there they went floating down <laughs> and had to go swimming after them. <laughs> All kind of circumstances. Yeah. But you know, when you really want to get baptized, you become desperate. I remember one time there was not any water around except in this old pond. And so we kind of scooted some stuff out of the way, you know. And someone turned their, their uh, vehicle lights and so it shined on the... Uh, and I didn't know if there were snakes or frogs or whatever is in this thing. But, uh, you know, we got in and we got the job done and everybody came out in one piece. Amen? Amen? The scripture here says that the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Now there are a couple of verses of scripture that perhaps are a little confusing 
to some in verse 18, 19, and 20 before we read verse 21 that says something about which were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. And uh, that is maybe a little bit confusing there, but what happened is the Spirit of Christ was in Noah as he preached the gospel. Amen? Jesus didn't go to hell and preach the gospel to anyone in hell. He was preaching the gospel just as in you read the same book here in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 11. It said the Spirit of Christ was in the Old Testament prophets preaching. And that's what happens when you hear the preaching of the word of the Lord. It's the Spirit of God. It's not, this is not a political rally. We're not preaching or speaking about a political opponent or a political individual that we're trying to get elected to office. Uh, this is not some other gathering, but this is preaching of the word of God uh, that causes us to be saved. The Bible says that we're saved by the foolishness of preaching. Now, uh, the like figure whereunto even baptism this also, doth also not now save us. Not the putting of the, it's not a bath. We don't, no one comes up here and, and uh, takes their shampoo and uh, bar of soap and we don't get into, uh, that's not what we're washing. We're not washing our bodies. Uh, we're washing our spirits. Amen. And it's the spirit of God when we go down in the name of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. Amen. You have to have faith when you're baptized. This is not just an act of getting into the water and getting dunked. There's no, nothing special about this water up here. This is just water that so, was supplied by the utility here in Richmond. And uh, this is water that the, is the same tap that you could go to your house and turn the water on and you just get water out of the tap. That's what this is. But when you go down in faith in Jesus' name, something takes place in your heart. You see, because no one had ever seen it rain in the days of Noah. It didn't rain. And the scriptures talks about uh, Noah received instructions from God. He said, build an ark. You could kind of question, well, God, why are we building an ark? We're a long way from water here. But the Lord said, it's going to rain. And Noah obeyed the voice of the Lord. And his obedience demonstrated faith in what that God had said was going to come to pass. There is coming a day when there will be a judgment. And God will look for your name to see if it's written down in the Lamb's book of life. Did you go down in the name of Jesus? Amen. So the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also save us. That Noah, he prepared an ark. That is in few uh, people were saved. Eight people, Noah being the preacher of righteousness in Second Peter. It says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, preaching the gospel, preaching the good news. What was the good news in the days of Noah? It was get inside of this ark. You better get inside of this ark. Here's the good news today in the 21st century. In 2019, this day that the Lord has made. And the ark is get inside the church. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and walk with God and holy godly life amen that's what saves us this is the scripture this is the word of the lord this is what has come to us from the prophets from 
uh, from uh, the writers of Scripture. This passage here said, baptism doth also now save us. I've heard people say, well, you don't have to be baptized. Or if you, you get baptized, it's just an, an extra added blessing. That, I don't find that anywhere in the Scripture that it is just an extra added blessing. This is what saves us. This is what separates us. This is what cuts off the old world. This is what ca ca causes sin to depart out of our life uh, as we're covered by the blood. Amen. Now, there are a lot of passages in, that we can go to in, in uh, the Scripture, and I'm going to go to all of these passages. I, I, I really want to go to a passage that we're very familiar with in the book of Matthew. Let's, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew. I, I think that we have... Uh, I, I said that we, this would be a little bit of a Bible study or, or teaching today. Amen? Amen. And uh, a verse of Scripture that perhaps you're all familiar with, Matthew chapter 28 and... In verse 19, you can turn your Bibles there with me. In verse 18, the scripture says, And Jesus came and spake unto, this, uh, unto them, saying, all power. all power. All power. Somebody say, all power. All power. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He didn't say, I have one-third power, I have half power, I have an eighth power. He said, I have all power, where? In heaven and in earth. He has all power. That's why we call on the name of Jesus, because that's where the power is. You know, if I, I, I'm going to ask for a favor uh, for, from someone, I go to where the source is, the person who has the power that that can make what I need happen in my life. Uh, I don't go to this person and that person uh, and call and say, can you make it happen? And they say, well, just hold on a little bit. Maybe I make a couple of phone calls. Uh, I'm going to cut out all those other phone calls and go straight to the source. If Jesus said, I have all power, then he has all power. Why would I go to any other source to receive the power in my life? There's no other source of power. He is the power. He, has the, he holds the keys to the kingdom. And he allowed Peter to use those keys. He said, I give to thee, Peter. I bestow to you, Peter, the authority. I give you the anointing that whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This authority, this power comes from God. We have this power. He said, what? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Now, how many in here took uh, uh, an English class where they made you diagram sentences? If you, if you ever remember, you, you diagrammed a sentence. And so we're going to do that a little bit here in Matthew chapter one, uh, 28 and verse 19. And so let's read the verse here. It says, uh, what? Go ye therefore. You could say that's who is that to? It's to the reader. Whoever's reading this should say to themselves, this applies to me. So you go, and what should you do? Teach all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. So of the Father, now here, this is a prepositional phrase. Now I know this is not English 101, but just hold on. Amen. Some of you need to perhaps revisit English 101. <laughs> here we have a prepositional phrase that modifies the word name. So at this point in the verse of Scripture, we don't yet know who the name of the person is. But we do know that, that by this prepositional phrase that whoever this person is, they are a father. And then the second portion says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. So that we know that this person is both a father and a son. But we still don't have a name, do we? And the scripture says, and of the Holy Ghost. So we, have, we know that these are not names. These are just descriptive titles. We know that whoever this person is on the name is a father. We know that they are a son. And we know that they are the Holy Ghost. These are just descriptive titles. They tell us something about the name. But they don't tell us his name. They are only titles. Now I'm a father. I'm a son. And I'm a husband. But those aren't my names. Those are prepositions to describe who I am. Amen. I am a father because I have my four children in this room. I am a son because I have my two parents in this room. I am a husband because my wife is in this room. They're describing who I am, but that's not my name. They're just descriptive titles. They tell us something about the name, but they don't tell us the name. They are only titles. We really have to look at this. So when you look at this, we have in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. These descriptive titles of the name. So I ask you, who is the name? <laughs> who is the name? Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for thou he shall save his people from their sins. Remember Jesus said, I have all power in heaven and earth. And the angel prophesied that Mary would have a son and she should call that son Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Who's going to save you from your sins? It's the name of Jesus. That's why we call the name of Jesus over ourselves every time we're baptized. Say, well, we know is the, the son is the name. Well, what about John chapter 5, 43? Let's turn there. We already quoted Matthew 1, 21 and, 
And I'll, I'll go back and just read it verbatim for you so you can write it down and underline it in your Bible. It says, Matthew 121, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then what I'd like to read in John chapter 5, verse 43. 543, what's the scripture say here? He said in verse 39, search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they, those scriptures which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. Verse 43, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. I ask you here this morning, what's the name of the Father? <laughs> he said, I come in my Father's name. The angel prophesied and said to Mary, That shall have a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. Now I'd like for you to turn to John chapter 14 and verse 26. John 14 and verse 26 of where very well-known passage of Scripture. In verse 23, let's back up and read. And Jesus answered, in John 14 and 23, And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, somebody say, but the Comforter, but the Comforter, but the Holy Ghost, but the one that gives us direction, the one that gives us life, the one that gives us presence, the one that gives us anointing, but the Comforter. Somebody say, but the Comforter. If you need comfort in your life, you need to call on Jesus Christ. If you need someone that will hold your hand, you don't need to get on the phone and call somebody you need to go to get a hold of Jesus Christ put your hand in the hand of the man that stilled the waters put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea put your hand in the hand of the man that laid his hand on the leper and they became clean and whole and righteous and pure put your hand in the hand of Jesus Christ somebody shout hallelujah he said but the comforter but the comforter, maybe we should dwell on that for a moment, but the comforter, the comforter. What do you think of when you think of a comforter? Someone who calls you up and said, I just have a good word to encourage you today. I just want to let you know everything is going to be okay. I just want to let you know that even though it seems like everything is against you and, and all kinds of things have been unleashed against you, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard. When the enemy comes in to wash you away, to destroy you, I've seen places that were dry and they looked secure, but when the flood waters came, it washed everything away. It washed buildings and cars. It washed homes. 
homes. It washed away things that looked secure. And when the enemy comes in to try to destroy, try to destroy your marriage, try to destroy your finances, try to destroy your children, you can stand up and say, when the enemy comes in like a flood, I have a comforter. His name is Jesus Christ. He gives me strength and encouragement. Somebody shout hallelujah. But the comforter. Somebody say, but the comforter. If you're going through troubles and trials and, and you haven't prayed and asked the comforter to help you, uh, the Bible said he will help you. Uh, he will bear you up. Uh, he will cause you to sit in heavenly places. Uh, he will sit you up uh, where the angels tread. Uh, he will sit you up in places uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Uh, and he will give you encouragement. But the comforter. Somebody say, but the comforter. We need some comforters today. Amen. We need some people who will call on the comforter. Not a, he doesn't come in a bottle. Amen. He doesn't come in a white powder. Amen. He doesn't come in something that you can shoot in your arm. Amen. He didn't come in something that you can snort up your nose. Amen. What you need to do is call upon the name of Jesus. It's his name. It's his name. He said, I have all power. It's his name. You know, uh, some of you folks that are so, uh, 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 you're into comics. Let me say it like that. Uh, you know, you, uh, Batman, uh, that, well, I'm telling my age now because I don't even know what comics are out today. He, is he still around, around? He's still kicking? Well, I, I remember there was a red phone that the Batman, the, he could pick up. How many knows about the red phone? Who was on the other line, end of the line? How many knows who was on the other? The commissioner was on the other end of the line. That's it, that's it. <laughs> now I know, now I know. <laughs> he picked up the phone when he needed some direction. He picked up the phone when he needed some assistance. Hallelujah, we have a red phone, so to speak. Hallelujah, it's there all the time. It's, it, didn't matter, it didn't matter if Batman picked up the phone in the middle of the night. It didn't matter every time he picked it. was 6 o'clock in the morning. Somebody was on the other end of the line. Amen. It doesn't matter where you are or when it is. If you pick up the phone of the Lord Jesus Christ, He will answer you. You say, well, I, I don't know, Pastor. I, I, I've been tempted. Well, yeah, we all have been tempted. But I'll tell you, if you're, if you're tempted, if you'll call on the name of Jesus and really mean it. You can't call on, on Jesus in a little timid voice. Sometimes you need to cry out. Sometimes you need to get bold. Sometimes you need to be loud. I haven't heard anyone that was under, under, under distress uh, that was quiet and went running over or walking over and said, Can you help me, please? You know, if there's a problem, there's a problem. Can you help me, please? <laughs> I'd get somebody's attention, wouldn't it? You know, you get God's attention when you cry out and call his name. Somebody call the name of Jesus right now. 
Hallelujah. Come on, call, call upon his name right now. Hallelujah. Come on, call upon his name right now. Hallelujah. If you had a problem this week, you need to call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have a situation in your life and a problem that you can't resolve, call on the name of Jesus. I never did see the Batman hang up the phone and said, well, I don't know what we're going to do now. They didn't have the answer. Is that right? Every time he hung up the phone, the answer was already there. The solution to the problem was solved. When he hung up the phone, Amen. Now you can call somebody up. You can call your friend and you can call your neighbor and you can call somebody else and they might commiserate with you but they don't have the answer for you. When you call on Jesus, He has the answer. He's the comforter but He also has the answer. Verse 26 but the comforter. I could stay there for a lot longer, but I, I'll continue on. Amen. But the comforter, which is who? The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You say, what do you need the Holy Ghost for? You need a comforter in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's no greater comfort when you've got him right there with you. I don't have to go down the street. I don't have to uh, uh, call my neighbor up. Uh, I don't have to get on the phone to Brother Ham and say, I, I need a comforter, Brother Ham. I've got the comforter living inside of me. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the comforter. You say, well, I don't feel much, much comfort sometimes and I've got the Holy Ghost. That's because you haven't been calling on the name of Jesus. Nothing that a good old prayer meeting won't solve. And if you haven't been coming out to our weekly prayer, it's at 7 o'clock. Amen. We've been having some mighty moves of God. Come, it might save your soul. Amen. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in what? In my name. Hallelujah. Remember those prepositional phrases. Baptizing them to teach what? Teach what? Teaching them how to be baptized. Baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. All those prepositional phrases, they're descriptive of who the name is. But we have found out and we're finding out who the name is. Whom the Father was sending, Jesus said, my name. He didn't say somebody else's name. He said, my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, you know, now we've looked at the theoretical aspect of the scripture. I want to take you to some practical applications of the name of Jesus being applied to individuals' lives in the New Testament. Amen. So all this up to now is what we call theory. Did you study a lot of theory when you were taking music, Sister uh, Carmela? Not a lot, just a little bit. Uh, and, and sometimes uh, the theory, you, you thought to yourself, how are we going to put this into actual practice? 
You know, you, you, you think to yourself, how is this going to be? I'm trying to give you the actual practice uh, of using the name of Jesus. Uh, not just showing some scriptures uh, of the theoretical aspects of the name of Jesus. Uh, but now I'm going to show you in Acts chapter 2. Somebody turn to Acts chapter 2 with me. Amen. You know where I'm going in this Bible, don't you? Acts chapter 2. Peter preached, he preached about Jesus being crucified and, and how he rose from the dead on the third day and how uh, he, uh, it was because of his sacrifice. The scripture said here in verse 37 of Acts chapter 2, Now when they heard the preaching, you should be stirred at preaching. That's why preaching is different. That's why preaching affects you. That's why preaching should make you, uh, as one preacher said, some were left mad and some left glad, but nobody left without an opinion. Preaching should get a hold of you. It should step on your toes and make you shout, Oh me, or get down on your soul, in your soul, and you shout, Hallelujah. Preaching is supposed to change you. You know, if a preacher doesn't preach anything that changes you, you need to check his pulse and see if he's really got the Holy Ghost. Come on, baby. Amen. Here he says, now when they heard this, they were convicted in their heart. Conviction is like a pricking of a needle. It constantly gnaws at you. God's trying to talk to your heart. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? You've preached the gospel to me. You've told me what we've done. You've exposed my sin. Now how do I get rid of this in my life? How do I solve the problem? It's not just enough uh, to tell people they are sinners. Uh, you have to show people that there is a way out. Uh, I'm showing that you this morning there is a way out. There is a way to freedom. Uh, there is a way to hope. Uh, and it's in Jesus Christ. Uh, it's in Christ. Uh, all uh, Christ the solid rock I stand. Uh, all other ground is what? Sinking sand. When they heard this they said what shall we do? So there, it makes you, preaching makes you ask a question. Then Peter said unto them, repent. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Now remember, we read the verse of Scripture said, For what baptism also doth now save us. He said here, what? Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of of Jesus Christ for the remission what of sins this is not just something that we do so other people can see that we are Christians uh, this is not something that we do just to it's an act uh, uh, of uh, being a, a believer or a member of a church this is something that we do because by faith uh, our sins are remitted I mean, it knows when you go down here to the office for Richmond Power and Light, uh, you take your monthly bill and uh, you pay them whatever it is, and they stamp on their paid, and they could stamp on their remitted. And I have received some bills uh, 
back from the uh, uh, whoever I was paying it to and they had stamped on there remitted and the amount that I had paid meaning it was paid in full for the remission of your sins when you go down in Jesus name when you go down in the only saving name when you go down in the one who said I have all power in heaven and earth your sins are remitted at baptism he said what about forgiveness pastor when you ask for forgiveness I would liken it like getting in the shower you know you get, your, you get the soap on and then you, uh, you get the, the water that washes it away. When you get in the water, your sins are remitted. They are washed away. And the Bible says old things are passed away. Paul said it like this to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians. He said old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. There's a newness of life that takes place in your life. Praise God. He said, verse 39, for this promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's not just for the apostles day. This is not just for a certain group of people. This is not just for Jews in Israel. This is for even as many as the Lord our God shall call to them who are afar off. Amen. I want to Go to another experiential passage of Scripture. Acts chapter 8. How many knows where I'm going in Acts chapter 8? Go ahead and turn your Bibles with, there, with me there. Verse 14 of Acts chapter 8. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he, speaking of the Holy Ghost, was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Another experiential passage of scripture where somebody experienced the name being called over them and then and another passage of scripture in Acts chapter 10 you know where I'm going don't you amen if you don't you should mark these verses of scripture down that way when somebody asks of you the hope that lies in you you know how to give them an answer when someone said what's different about you than the church down the street you don't give them some nebulous answer you tell them this is why we are different amen because we follow the bible and what the bible says amen acts chapter 10 <laughs> he said here in verse 46 for they, verse, let's back up to verse 45 and or verse 44. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And when that's what happens when the word goes forth. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait to come up here to the altar. It's okay. We'll pray with you wherever. But you can receive the Holy Ghost sitting right in your pew. Amen. As the word of God goes forth. And, and the scripture says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. 
And they of the circumcision, that is of the Jews, which believed were, were astonished. They were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, because just to segue here a little bit, they didn't believe that anybody but a Jew that followed the law could receive the Holy Ghost. And they were astonished that, that someone that wasn't inside the confines of the law had received the Holy Ghost. And Peter here said, when they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God, then answered Peter, the man who preached on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. He said, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we, as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Uh, the Holy Ghost was poured out. There, there was revival that was taking place. Amen. Uh, the Holy Ghost is being poured out. We've had several that have been baptized. Uh, we have a goal of 20 being baptized uh, in the month of July. And I believe that we're going to meet our goal. Uh, 20 people being baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now you know the next passage of Scripture. We've already showed you three verses of scripture where the individuals experienced water baptism in Jesus name let's go to Acts chapter 19 you know where I'm going here don't you amen Acts chapter 19 hallelujah in verse 1 and it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth having passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? If you're a believer, you should receive the Holy Ghost. This is what the Apostle Paul was saying. If you're a believer, if you say you believe in Jesus Christ, you should receive the Holy Ghost. Paul here said to these believers in Ephesus, these 12 men, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto then, what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. And, John's, and then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, when they heard they were already believers they had already started down a road of fellowship with Jesus Christ they didn't totally understand they didn't have a complete developed understanding of who he is and even the Holy Ghost but God sent them a man to preach the gospel aren't you glad for a preacher aren't you glad for a pastor that preaches truth that will tell you the way when they heard this they were baptized in the name of of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is the only saving name. Remember Jesus said, I have all power in heaven and in earth. I want to turn your attention to one final passage of Scripture before we come to a close here this morning. The telling of the Apostle Paul and his story and how that he was on the road to Damascus how that he had letters in his hand to persecute believers. He thought he was doing right. Have you ever been uh, thought you were doing right and you were actually doing wrong? There have been unbelievers that thought they were doing right 
to persecute the church of God. And that's what Paul was doing. He was persecuting the church of God. He thought he was doing right. He was trying to stamp out this so-called way, these people of the way. He had letters in his hand. And the Bible says in verse 6, And a great light shined round about me, knocked him to the ground. Verse 7 of chapter 22, And when I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake unto me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Rise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. And I, when I could not see for the glory of that light being led by the hand of them that were with, with me, I came into Damascus. And one Ananias, this one brave man, aren't you so grateful and thankful for someone who was named one time in the Scripture? One time in the scripture, just one little event took place in his life. But here's a godly man who was praying. And uh, hey, God's going to speak to you when you're praying. Not when you're off doing something on your own. Amen. You, uh, you regret at the end of your days you didn't spend more time in prayer. You won't say at the end of your days, oh, I wish I'd spent more time at work. Or I'd spent so, I wish I'd spent more time on the Xbox. I wish I'd binge more on watching series on, on uh, uh, Netflix. I wish I'd spent more time just goofing off. No, you'll say, I wish I'd spent more time in prayer. And here Ananias was praying. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there. Verse 13, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. In the same hour I looked up upon him. His sight came to him. And he said, the God of our fathers hath chosen thee. Someone said, I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. I want to be this. Well, okay. God might give it to you. He might not, but he might. And if he gives it to you, there comes some requirements with it. He said, God hath chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. He said in verse 16, this is what we're talking about this morning. And now why are you waiting? And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized. I like this verse of scripture here. He says, arise and be baptized and wash away Thy sins. Doing what? Doing what? Calling. That's not just something you do mentally. You call on the name of the Lord. He said, and now why tarriest thou? Why do you delay? Arise and be baptized. And wash away thy sins. Calling on the name of the Lord. Remember, who has all power? He said, I have all power where? In heaven and in earth. Who should we call upon? 
if we're in a dire situation. We should call upon Jesus. We call upon Him when we need prayer for healing. We call upon Him when we need prayer for salvation. We call upon Him when we need Him to supply our needs. He's the Jehovah Jireh. If we want to look at the Old Testament hyphenated names, He's Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. He's Jehovah Sitkanu, the one who is my peace. He's all those things. But when you want to call upon Him and use one name, you call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody raise your hand if you believe in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And this morning I say to you, as Ananias said to Saul, Brother Paul, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. And his instructions to him, why are you waiting? Why are you delaying? You've had a revelation. You know, where was the revelation in Paul's life? A revelation sometimes comes once, yea, twice. But the revelation was, and this affected him for the rest of his days. The revelation when he was on the road to Damascus, he had those letters in his hand. He had his mind made up. He was determined to do one thing. And when God struck him down, when God gives you a revelation, when God opens up your eyes, when God gives you sight, when God shows you the way, you're supposed to follow what God says to do. And that's what Ananias was saying why are you delaying you've received a revelation arise go be baptized and call upon the name of the Lord washing away your sins would you stand to your feet with me right now hallelujah hallelujah this message this morning this teaching this preaching is so very powerful if you ever get a revelation of the name of Jesus if you ever get a revelation of calling upon the name of Jesus not, I'm not just talking, you know, the devil knows the power of that name. I, I, I know that the name of Jesus is used as a curse word and a byword uh, all throughout the world uh, because the devil wants to dilute. Uh, he wants to destroy and take away the power of the name of Jesus. Uh, I don't hear people saying, uh, call, calling on Lucifer uh, or calling on Satan uh, as a byword. Uh, they use the name of Jesus. Why? Because the devil knows that there's power in the name of Jesus. And when you call upon the name of Jesus with authority, with hope, with faith, something takes place in your life. Something takes place. There's that revelation. There's that revelation. There's that releasing. Hallelujah. You can receive a revelation today. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus and you need a revelation, why don't you come forward today? You need a healing. You need a deliverance. You can come right now. The power and anointing of God is in this place to be delivered, to be, to be set free, to be whole right now of your ailments and your sicknesses. Why? Because of the name of Jesus. Someone call upon his name right now.